What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is November 23rd, Tuesday, 2021, and we have some breaking news coming out of potentially Hallis Hall, coming out of NBC Sports, The Patch, anywhere you can find it. I'm sure you've all seen it today. The report is going around that Matt Nagy will be fired after the Thanksgiving game on Thanksgiving Day for the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears in Detroit. I'm so excited to say this. The reign of Matt Nagy might be over. The era might have finally come to an end. They're saying no matter how this game ends, whether we win by a million with Andy Dalton starting as QB, because Justin Fields will be out because, you know, it's just too soon to come back from that potential uh, rib injury. There's no real damage to his ribs, but they just want to make sure, be precautious. It's only a three-day span from when the injury occurred, so I don't blame them whatsoever. Um, Yes, but it's just... The report came out this morning on Tuesday, obviously. A report Tuesday morning says the Bears have told Matt Nagy he will be fired following the Bears' Thanksgiving Day uh, against the Lions. According to Mark Canoco from Patch, the Bears told Nagy that it was go- he was going to be fired on Monday. So this is Tuesday. The reports are getting out. Everyone's talking about it. What does this mean? I know somewhere right now, Mitchell Trubisky's laughing. And I know right now, 2018, 2019, and 2020 Mike Hughes are in a different multi-universe, just like the, just like Into the Spider-Verse. And, and they're all cheering right now. And they're all celebrating because I have been waiting for this day since that Philadelphia Eagles game in 2019 of January. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen from Matt Nagy. And it's still, to this day makes me shake my head how you can blame Cody Parkey and yes of course the double doink the notorious double doink was famous for being the reason why we lost that game but only running the ball a total of 10 times between four different guys who can run the ball effectively when you only you know score like what three points as an offense or six points as an offense and Cody Parkey outscores you nine to six and you're supposed to be an offensive guru a quarterback whisperer you're supposed to be the guy you're the coach of the year and you have the number one overall defense with the best defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio and you can't even beat Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles whose best wide receiver was an aging Alshon Jeffrey and zero run game you had Jordan Howard Tariq Cohen you had Mitchell Trubisky you had um, Mizzle and all these other guys in that backfield that, that can run the ball. You had Allen Robinson, Taylor, Gabriel, the list goes on and on of great weapons. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you just shit the bed. You come in the following year, you act like everything's fine. All you need is a kicker and everything will be okay. You have 27 different fucking kickers and 27 different fucking tight ends. And at the end of the day, you, you you are the reason that these guys did not succeed. You are the reason. You you, you tell them they don't need to perform in, in preseason or in training camp, and they're doing all this other shit just because you feel like, oh, well, they're ready. They don't need to perform. We don't want to have any injuries. Then not only do they all get injured because of lack of preparation, but they underperform. Matt Nagy, this has been happening for years. You've done this time and time again. You blame Mitchell Trubisky. Then you blame Nick Foles. Then you blame the defense. Then you blame Andy Dalton. Now you're blaming Justin Fields. You blame Jordan Howard, David Montgomery, so on and so forth. The list goes on and on. You're not utilizing guys. Look at Cordell Patterson with the Atlanta Falcons. He is a top player in fantasy right now just because they fucking utilize him. You had that. Didn't use it. Khalil Herbert, once he came in for David Montgomery after David Montgomery missed several weeks following, what, week three? He was top four in rushing yards. And now that David Montgomery's back, you don't use him at all. You didn't use Riley Ridley. You didn't use Daz Newsome. You don't use anybody. You barely use Cole Komet. 
I mean, it, it, Jimmy Graham isn't utilized at all. I mean, I'm looking at it from that perspective, and I'm asking why the fuck... And, and Bird. Bird is literally on the team for what reason? Marquise Goodwin makes a couple good plays here and there, but that's really just because Justin finds him open. The play's not really designed for him. Um, and especially with that speed, it definitely should be. You know, if, if Darnell Mooney isn't as talented as he is, I doubt you give him the time of day. Like... He forced his way into this offense, and you couldn't ignore it. Now, I look at it like that. You're not even using fucking Allen Robinson right now, who was a top 10 wide receiver last year, over 1,000 yards. And right now, the last touchdown he had was in week fucking two. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that you are just being the worst person you can be. The worst absolute person you can be. And you are tearing this team down, and you are actually what's holding them back. I'm so excited about this. Now, Jared Payton, Walter Payton's son, an amazing reporter and former NFL player, um, actually is coming out there. He went to Twitter and said that he hasn't actually heard any rumors about any of these things being true, uh, but he is going to do some digging to see if there is any truth to this. Now, here's my, here's my piece. Whether this is true or not, because Matt Nagy went to the media today. That's why I took a little bit to do this video. Um, and he says that it's inaccurate, that he hasn't talked to the Bears front office, that he hasn't talked to the ownership, and he hasn't heard anybody say anything. Let me tell you something. When you find out that Santa Claus isn't real and you come up to your parents, what did they always say? Nine times out of ten, if you were at the, if you were still at a young age, they're going to tell you, no, he's still real, yada, yada, yada. We all know what it is at the end of the day. But you have to wait for the perfect time to be able to talk about it. And now isn't that time. You can't say today. Matt, now you can't go up there today and say, you know what, we're gonna, I'm fired and <laughs> Thursday is my last game. That brings a weird message for the locker room. Not a bad message because the, the players are happy. We've already talked about that. Players voiced their opinion after Sunday night's game. Robert Quinn was one of the individuals that was pissed off. And you could see it in his face and the way he spoke during his press conference after the game. He was upset. He was pissed. Um, and, and a big part of that is, is also on Ryan Pace. Like, why did we lose that game? I mean, if you still have Kyle Fuller, I understand he's underperforming in Denver, but Vildor and Shelley are liabilities. Like, we are having a hard time right now finishing games because the defense isn't ready. I understand Khalil Max out. You've seen his upset. Uh, he's been upset before. Allen Robinson has been upset before. Dalton and Foles were on the sideline early on saying how Matt Nagy's offense just doesn't work. Um, and people understand it. Like, we, we've been doing this for a very long time. And it's finally time to do it. You see, Justin Fields is even doing his own thing from time to time. You can tell when Justin Fields is making the plays on the on the go, on the fly. And you can see how pissed Matt Nagy is about it. That's the one thing with Mitchell Trubisky I felt like he needed to do more. Um, that's why, I, even though I defend him, I do think there are times, you know, just like Jim McMahon and Jimmy uh, and uh, Mike Dicka. I don't know why I said Jimmy. I'm, I was thinking about Jimmy Butler. Um, but with, with uh, Jim McMahon and Mike Dicka, if Jim didn't like the fucking play, he changed the fucking play. He doesn't give a fuck who Mike is. Like, that's at the end of the day, if it's better for the team, take the shot. And Mitch just didn't have that in him. Number one, reading defenses was still a problem for him. Um, and number two, I, I just don't think it's in him to be the bad boy rebel type. Like, and and it, it really isn't. It really isn't. Aaron Rodgers does it all the fucking time. Tom Brady does it. Like, other individuals have done it. Like, you can change the play on the fly. You are QB1. You have the right to do that. But with Matt Nagy, that's total disrespect because of how egotistical and maniacal he is. That's the main problem. You see, when, when, when people are trying to help benefit the team, that's one thing. But to Matt Nagy, Changing the way that he planned something is 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 like killing a thousand kids. Like he is 
pissed, livid. He loses all respect for you, all trust. He is just that guy who's going to... He's a car salesman. He is a car salesman at the end of the day. That's why I feel like if he's going to get a job anywhere after this, it'll probably be if and when the uh, Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy because he's been awful. Um, and, you know, Jerry Jones is a car salesman. He's a businessman. He loves the yes men. That's what Matt Nagy is. He's a car salesman. He's going to say all the right things and try to sell you a piece of shit. That's what it is. He's going to say, oh, here's the whys, here's the hows, here's the who's, what's, what's, where's, all the, all, all the W's that you can think of. And he's going to tell you. And at the end of the day, you're going to leave that, you're going to leave that car lot with a brand new car that's 50 years old. It's new to you, but he told you that it was brand new and it has great mileages and all this other shit. Then you get there, you get home, you park it in the car, you take a nice nap, you wake up, you start going on your way to work. Every single check engine light is on. Every single light is on. The car can't start. The car's a piece of shit. Won't even go. The tires are flat. Everything's wrong. Why? Is because he's false advertising not only who he is, but who his offense is. He doesn't understand his offense either. Let's talk about it and let's be legitimate here. The truth about Matt Nagy is this. He has never had an identity as an offensive play caller. He never has. You look at it like this. 2018, very pass heavy, a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of trick plays, and that really did help and benefit because when you're coming into the league as a, as a head coach for the first year, there's not a lot of tape on you, um, especially with the Andy Reid tree. Andy Reid still does have his hand in that offense a hell of a lot. Um, so, so you really didn't know what Matt was going to bring to the table. So his first year does very well. That defense was honestly what won him coach of the year. They go 12-4. and four, They make it to the playoffs. They win the division, yada, yada, yada. We know the list. The number one defense. Um, perfectly fine though, perfectly understandable. I understood the hype to why, you know, first year as a head coach, 12 and four, best defense, this, this, and that. The Bears are on the map for the first time in a long time. Uh, Monsters of the Midway are back, completely understandable. But again, you didn't really run the ball. You had a, you had a running back who had over a thousand yards, like three years in a row in Jordan Howard, and you barely utilized him. You know, you didn't utilize Mitchell Trubisky to his full strengths with his, with his legs. Um, and it definitely was noticeable. Now, you didn't have all the weapons in the world. Trey Burton, Adam Shaheen, not great. Taylor Gabriel was on the towards the end of his career. Uh, and as of right now, he is you know not even in the league. So I'm curious to see how that is. Um, but or, or if it is the end of that story. But, you know, it, it really is outside of Allen Robinson, not the greatest offense. So I gave him that pass. You know, you have the number one defense. Uh, let, let's go into year two. Now, you still really don't have an identity other than those smoke and mirrors. Year two. Zero run game in 2019. Zero fucking run game. Um, you know, you, you bring in David Montgomery and you, and you barely utilize him. You, you're not doing anything sufficient. You're not doing anything different. And really, your pass game isn't just isn't, isn't what you want it to be. That's 2019. Um, so we go into it. We finish 8-8. Eight and eight and, and, we, and what did it? We, did we miss the playoffs that year? I think we did. I, I fucking forget. But it, it, it was horrible. It was horrible. We finished 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, we're on a losing record. I believe we lost like four or five games in a row. Um, something stupid. You know what I mean? So we look at it like that, finish eight and eight, whatever. We have a lot to build off again because Matt Nagy, you know, didn't have guys playing in the preseason, didn't have guys training during training camp, thought everything was going to be smooth sailing, building off that 12 and four season. Vic Fangio leaves, bring in Chuck Pagano, who's one of the worst defensive coordinators in Bears history. 
in recent years, at least in, in the 2000s, you know, like the, the most passive guy in the world. And I say he's one of the worst because you look at guy, who guys have had. Give Lovey Smith this defense. What's going to happen? Hell, I'll give Mark Trussman this defense. At least he'll blitz. Chuck Pagano had one of the best pass rushers in the game and Akeem Hicks, and he barely blitzed. You had Leonard Floyd. You had Robert Quinn, so on and so forth. Didn't do shit. Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, the list goes on and on. Eddie Goldman, like he, he's just a fucking, he's a fucking lame. But it is what it is, you know. So you go eight and eight, you go into the next season and you bring in Nick Foles. Fine, I perfectly understand that. You bring in Darnell Mooney, you bring in Cole Komet, you bring in all these guys, you bring in the artillery. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make a state. You're gonna make a statement in 2020, and we're gonna get it done. Nick Foles is gonna either be a great bench veteran, or you know, we're we're gonna ride with Mitch. As soon as Mitch shows that, you know, even the slightest, even the slightest of struggle, just in one quarter, boom, Nick is in. Now, you know automatically that, that Nagy had just been waiting for that moment. And the same thing happened with Andy Dalton. Um, but, you know, that's we're going to get to that. Now, you finish again 8-8 eight and eight in a wild card game where you didn't put up any points. As a coach, You, I don't even think he's brinked over 30, 30 points. In his in any playoff game he's had with the Chicago Bears, he has in a total, not even in one game, in a total hasn't had it. You know, you lose to the Saints. It's a horrible way to finish the year. The only reason you make it in is because Kyler Murray goes down, and the Arizona Cardinals lose the game. We weren't supposed to be in that game, um, and, and that's just the truth of it. You know, so Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, you're go, you're rotating from them throughout the entire year. You don't use David Montgomery until the second half of the season where you start to really establish the run game and, and you understand that your offense is shit from a passing perspective. Going to 2021, again, you're focusing on the run game. You're not passing enough. Andy Dalton is in. You know, you, you trade for Andy or you sign Andy Dalton. You get rid of Kyle Fuller, all this other stupid shit. You, you bring in Daz Newsome and Riley Ridley and never use them. And, and that fucking blew me. Um, there, there, there's just so much wrong. There's so much wrong with this team, so much wrong with this offense, and it's all starting at the head of the table. And Matt Nagy, to me, is serving up plates of shit to every single one of us as fans. And I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. I'm so happy it's over. And honestly, I hope the Lions stomp us. I hope they stomp us so we can, we can go out on that note so everybody understands this was him. I mean, we have guys at the Bulls game last night against the Indiana Pacers. Everybody in the stands is in, in the entire United Center is chanting, fire Nagy. You had everyone at Soldier Field after the loss, you know, on Sunday chanting, fire Nagy. Hell, if you guys haven't heard already, Matt Nagy's son at a suburban high school outside of Chicago is playing in a game and everyone in the stands is chanting fire Nagy, which to me is out of pocket. I wouldn't do that. I mean, I mean, his son probably felt really shitty and that's really embarrassing because at the end of the day, it's your dad, you know, losing his job. Um, I wouldn't have went as far as that. Uh, that's that's pretty out of pocket in my opinion. It's very uh, bad taste. Um, very, it's just it's just not right to me. Um, but you know, just leave the kids alone. It, it's got to be rough, especially you know, <laughs> just when your friends know that you know your dad might get fired, and that means you're probably moving and so on and so forth. It, it's just a rough go. So I would have left that one alone. Wouldn't have touched that one. 
Um, I don't find good taste in that, but I, I, I love it. I love it because it, everyone ran Mitchell Trubisky out of town. Everybody told me I shouldn't have stuck with the kid as long as I did. Um, and he and he's been progressing in Buffalo. He's been living his life. He's doing his thing with Josh Allen, uh, Brian DeBall, who hopefully will be the new head coach and offensive play caller for the Chicago Bears going in the next season. He's still my favorite. He's still someone I want them to bring in. Um, I love what he's done with Josh Allen and this Bills offense. I mean, everyone says it's Sean McDermott. It's Sean McDermott that makes him good. Sean McDermott's been there for years, and they weren't shit until Brian DeBall and Josh Allen got there. So I look at it like that. I truly do think that this is the best thing to happen to Chicago Bears. It is the first time, potentially, in 101 years of this team's franchise that we would be firing a head coach mid-season. And that speaks volumes. You know, I, I respect Virginia. I respect George. I respect everybody in this organization. Hallis, all the way top to the, to, to the McCaskies, top to bottom. Um, but I, I, you have to do this because people in the locker room are upset. And the difference between this and maybe Mark Tressman is the guys you had on the team in the Mark Tressman and John Fox era weren't all guys that you expected to be a part of the history or a part of the future of this franchise. You look at it from that perspective and you say, you know, okay, is Pernell McPhee going to be a part of this team in the future? Is Brandon Marshall, Alshon, Jeffrey, Jay Cutler, all of and Matt Forte even at, towards the end of his career? You know, with the Bears, are they a part of the future? All right, who cares? We're gonna, you know, do what we got to do and respect, uh, respect Tressman, respect John Fox, and we're gonna let them finish out the season. Now, you know, you have young guys: Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, uh, Khalil Herbert, Cole Komet. You know, Robert Quinn, um, Jalen Johnson, Roquan Smith, Allen Robinson. The list goes on and on. Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks. The, you know, Akeem Hicks is going to be a free agent. If you keep Nagy, you're going to lose this locker room. Eddie Goldman. There's, the list goes on. Like, we have young cats in here, and we cannot afford for them to want to be gone just because of Matt Nagy, who's probably going to leave anyway. So you might as well cut the rope now and just get it over with. But with that being said, I'm so happy we're finally making this video. Stuff that turkey. Let's get the fuck out of here. Matt Nagy, see you later. I'm hoping this is the end. And if you still have a job by next, by this weekend... I am going to be livid because I have not heard legitimate rumors like this in a very long time. But I will keep you guys updated. I will let you guys all know as soon as I know what's going on. We will have our pregame predictions coming out tomorrow about the Bears versus Lions. I'm hoping we get stomped. It is Jared Goff versus Andy Dalton. You know, it's really Swift versus Montgomery, but it is what it is. But with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace and bear down.